G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Some disturbing research into homelessness in Australia has emerged. Catch this figure. One in six young people aged 15 to 19 who responded to Mission Australia's most recent youth survey have been homeless. Mission Australia's Staying Home, a youth survey report on young people's experience of homelessness, sheds light on challenges that young people are facing. Well, let's dip into some of those today. James Toomey is the CEO of Mission Australia. James, joining us. James, welcome back to 2020. Thanks, Neil. Great to speak to you. Uh, James, uh, I'm shocked. I'm sure listeners are too. Is that the sort of reaction you're getting when you tell of that statistic? One in six young people, 15 to 19, have already experienced a form of homelessness. Well, that's right. It is shocking. And and most people, when they hear that first time, find it quite confronting statistic. It's worth pointing out, though, that over over the times that we've been doing this survey, so we've looked at this information uh, a couple of times before, and the number is is pretty consistent. That one in six young people had that experience, um, and this can occur in lots of different ways. Obviously, there are ways for young you know, people can be homeless on their own, and that might happen for maybe an older adolescent, older teenager. Um, they may themselves uh, be unable to stay at home for different reasons and and become homeless. Uh, but in you know, with young children, young children could be homeless with their families. You know, whole families can become homeless and find themselves um, you know, living in, living in a car, for example, or, or in other, uh, other ways not able to stay in their, uh, in their home. And so this, this captures some of those uh, you know, quite young experiences of homelessness too. Well, it, doesn't it draw attention to the variety of ways that people can be homeless? There's a lot of hidden homelessness that we don't always think of as homelessness, but that's technically what it is. That's right. Uh, I think it's a really good point. You know, around um, it's, a, it's around eight percent of people who are homeless are actually rough sleepers. So the people that most of us uh, would experience as homeless are people that we see sleeping rough on the streets. Most of us don't see the majority of homeless people, and those are homeless people who are either um, doing what's called couch surfing, which is where you're you know sleeping on a friend's floor or. A, over for a night or two and then maybe moving on and trying it out somewhere else um, living in uh, temporary or, or severely overcrowded or other unsuitable accommodation all of these are types of homelessness where people don't have um, a you know a permanent right to stay somewhere they don't have a tenancy uh, and they don't have their own determination about whether they're going to be able to stay there the next night so they might have a roof over their head um, and not be visible to us because they're rough sleeping, but they, they'll wake up every day wondering where they're going to sleep that night. James, let me ask you, because few people are as qualified as you to make an impression here. So far as COVID-19 and the homeless situation, and we've been talking youth homelessness, but homelessness in general, uh, is it likely to make things a whole lot worse in coming times, given the economic challenges? 
Well, regrettably, yeah, I think it, it will. Um, right here and now, we've had some extraordinary uh, initiatives from state governments in, in taking particularly rough sleepers and providing them with temporary accommodation, whether that's hotel or temporary accommodation, with a view to trying to get them into long-term, suitable, stable accommodation. And that's been fantastic. And it's what it's demonstrated is actually what's possible if you really throw your weight behind a problem like this. What I do know, though, is that um, you know the economies around the world, Australia is no different. We are doing relatively well, but it's going to be hard. The next, the next few months and the next few years are going to be hard. There are going to be more people without work, uh, and there are going to be more people there who won't be able to afford a place to rent or won't have the security um, to be able to demonstrate themselves as being able to, to, you know, to keep up the rental in the private rental market. And all of these things are things that lead to homelessness as well. And one of the other things that we're experiencing and seeing around, not specifically in the areas of, of youth, although it comes into young people's homelessness too, is the circumstances of being uh, having your movement restricted or being restricted in where you can go or how you can socialize. Uh, has, we have seen increases in uh, reports of violence in the home and tension in the home and difficult uh, relationships in the home and these are all things that are, are factors that lead towards homelessness as well so unfortunately uh, I, you know, unless we are able to act now we will see homelessness go up in the next period just this past week the government plowing more millions into mental health and young people particularly vulnerable mental health issues what are your thoughts around those 15 to 19 year olds and their mental health at this time well, you're right. There is a, a particular vulnerability, um, and you know we see in the youth survey generally each year that uh, concerns about mental health, either their own mental, you know, people's individual mental health or the mental health of their friends, feature high in in the numbers of things that people are concerned about. And uh, you know, one of the things that is is a really important aspect of um, maintaining health and well-being is social connection, and is actually meeting and seeing people. And being seen by people, and this is one of the areas where for, for large numbers of the population in the past few months, that's been less possible for very good reasons from, from a public health point of view, but a recognition that isolation um, is, in, is, is in, in and of itself uh, a contributory factor to, um, to breakdowns in, in some people's mental health. James, you mentioned just a little earlier in our conversation this idea of couch surfing. And oftentimes we think of, you know, teenagers sleeping here for a few nights and going to another friend, finding a family member, uh, those sorts of things. But that in itself has a dramatic effect on young people. That's right. And what we saw in the survey was that, um, you know, that we really kind of these this lack of permanence in your living experience has an impact on your aspirations and, and, on, and on how you feel about how likely you are to be able to achieve the things you want to after, um, you know, after leaving education. So uh, we see that uh, young people who have had these experiences of homelessness are, are less likely to feel like that going to university is an option for them. They are uh, you know, looking towards getting a job uh, uh, or uh, going to TAFE or college, and these are all good aspirations. But then we'll also see that when you and a question about how confident are you that you're going to be able to to, to actually do those things, the confidence then becomes very low because uh, you know people if they don't know where they're going to live, 
I aren't able to have a safe and secure base for uh, education or or work, um, then obviously it has a you know that downward pressure on this, this thought of whether I'm going to achieve it or not. It's one thing to have no job, another to have no home, no fixed address. That just compounds the problem. You mentioned that there were some government initiatives that were working in some areas, given COVID-19 and the extra intensity that pressure has been put on homelessness. Are there any good news stories that you can report in regard to that? Well, there are. And, I mean, certainly with, um, uh, you know, people sleeping rough, the emphasis on um, uh, keeping that group of people safe from a, from a public health point of view and moving them into accommodation and then supporting them in accommodation, that's, that, that was a, that's clearly been beneficial for those, um, for those people and kept them safe and provided them with uh, um, um, predictable accommodation. The other interesting one, and this was this was unexpected, with um, the coronavirus supplement, the increase or the, the introduction of JobSeeker, um, and the and and the the fact that this was obviously considerably more than than the New Start allowance. Um, what we saw for the for, for some for some young adults, for the first time, they were able to actually afford a private rental property because they had enough money to pay the basics and pay rent. Um, so, whereas we uh, also saw young people who were finding themselves in crisis because they couldn't stay in their friend's house or their, um, anymore because people were being very clear about who's coming in and out of the house from an infection point of view, actually, the increased coronavirus supplement meant that they were able to afford to rent and, or, and afford to live independently. So, there's some really interesting effects there. Um, but which do point the way to um, some of the ways out of this problem of homelessness for, for Australia. And, um, you know, affordability of rent is an incredible challenge. Well, those supplements, as you say, they do have a positive benefit like that. Hey, when we talk about the sheer numbers, we're talking one in six young people, 15 to 19, who've experienced some form of homelessness. Do we have any clear idea of the magnitude of child and youth homelessness here in Australia? It's quite difficult to measure. The um, the, the census on the census night, um, uh, you know, it's measured who is in the household, um, and that will be broken down uh, around... Um, you know the ages of people uh, responding to the census, but naturally, if you're not actually, you don't have a permanent address on census night, then you, it's very difficult to actually fill in a census form. And it's a, it's okay, you know, it's a sort of counterintuitive, and so we would tend to uh, consider that young people and children will show up in family homelessness uh, or in severe overcrowding. Um, but I don't have the numbers to hand uh, as at the moment. James, honour to you and your good work at Mission Australia. When we're talking about young people and, of course, the youth survey that happens each year keeps flowing through with all of these great insights about what's happening with young people in Australia. But so far as your reflection on young people and paying special attention to their needs and getting them launched properly because their whole future is at risk if we don't get these issues right with having a home and having a job. What are your thoughts for the aspirations for young people and uh, the way that we need to pay a, a special attention to them? 
Well, Neil, I think it's an incredibly interesting question at this time. The, the, yeah, today's young people are going to be uh, are basically going to be paying for coronavirus responses. This, the impact on the economy in Australia and other countries is going to be around for years and years. And the next cohort of people coming into the workforce are going to be the people who are going to be um, you know, developing Australia's productivity and developing Australia's economy and getting it back up to a place where it can support all the people that live here. So it's incredibly important at this time that we focus on the needs of young people. These young people coming through into the workforce, providing them with um, the kind of the qualifications that they need to do the jobs that are needed in Australia, with the skills that are needed to do the jobs that are needed in Australia. Um, if, uh, for example, restrictions on overseas travel and, um, and, the, and uh, you know, traveling for work, working holidays or traveling for work, uh, are, continue to be restricted or the travel becomes so expensive because of the lack of options, traveling to Australia becomes very expensive. We're going to be looking at this group of young people and saying, you are the people who are going to help um, you know, build Australia, uh, the economy back again. And um, we need to be really turning our attention to saying, what can we do for you so that you can help all of us? Because uh, they're, they're the next generation of employees, vitally important at this time. What can we do to support the young people, the current generation affected by COVID-19? And as we talk about young people aged 15 to 19 and one in six having experienced a form of homelessness. And I know that, James, your youth survey results won't come out until later this year, but the latest Staying Home, a youth survey report on young people's experience of homelessness, uh, no doubt it'll be available when people go to your website. Is there a link there that listeners can go and uh, look more deeply at some of the results? That's absolutely. Um, Go on the Mission Australia website, just Google Mission Australia and go onto our website and the, the Staying Home report is there. And and for any young person, you know, age fifteen to nineteen, who's listening, or anyone who has, uh, uh, you know, one of those, you know, people living in their household or in their family, it, the survey, the youth survey itself, for completion is open right now for the results that we will then be able to publish in November. Um, so it is, helps us. This information from the youth survey helps us advocate on behalf of young people, and I really encourage um, anyone listening who fits into that cohort to to fill the survey in because it um, it helps all of us. Okay, go to Mission Australia, Google Mission Australia, or you'll find the website, missionaustralia.com.au. James Toomey is the CEO of Mission Australia. James, great getting your insights once again. Thanks for being with us on 2020. Thank you, Neil. Always a pleasure. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.